to head on goal, and Jordan Morris has done it. Appealing in vain for offside, the Chicago Fire defenders. Jordan Morris from the doorstep saves the day for the Sounders. the other way. Look who's running hard after defensively. Wayne Rooney, the net is empty. Big collision by the captain. That is unbelievable effort. Rooney putting one up. Bacosta. The Stateside Soccer Show with Logan and Jordan. Hello and welcome back to the Stateside Soccer Show. My name is Jordan Wiegand and I have Logan Stump. Hello again. How's it going? It is going well. If You might be able to hear my dog in the background. Uh, Hello, Oscar. So. <laughs> uh, he was just quiet before we started recording probably hearing somebody shoveling or something uh but uh we're here to talk about the she believes cup and that canada versus usa matchup that happened on thursday yeah thursday night thursday it felt like friday it did feel like friday (laughs) so thursday so uh the game finished one nil to USA, but uh, Canada put up a good fight, even missing some of their best players. Logan, to give Oscar some time to quiet down, what were your initial thoughts on this result? I thought that the Canadian team played the best that they could have played them coming out. And a lot of these, a lot of the women haven't played in a long time. I know I think Abby Wombat, or sorry, we were just talking about Abby Wombat, and I'm like, oh, let me talk about her. Um, no, <laughs> before the show, no, we were, uh, I was discussing um, with uh, you about Megan Rapino, and I think it's been like a year almost that she's not played. It's, it's been a long time since she's played. But again, I think knocking off some of that rust of, players not playing. I know some of them are back in camps with uh, NWSL. I know that, um, you know, there's a lot missing in these kind of exhibition games and friendly games because you just don't have the squad there that would normally be there because of COVID restrictions and different things. Um, But for the most part, they had a lot of their players back from um, England sides. And uh, and I, I thought, again, Canada played well. I thought Canada actually deserved the lead in the very first half. Uh, I think the United States, uh, initially came out thinking they would just, and I think they think this sometimes um, that they would just flatten some teams. Um, I think Canada is probably one of their more formidable opponents. So maybe they weren't thinking that necessarily, but again, with that much talent, it's hard not to go into games really confident. And sometimes I think it does show a little bit at the very start, uh, just like a normal good team would be in other leagues. But again, I thought overall it was a really good start for the U.S. Uh, women's nationals team and, and getting ready to gear up for all this 2021 craziness before the Olympics and before World Cup qualifying and all sorts of different things that are happening over the next couple of years. 
Um, because I think their qualifiers are probably what next year, I want to say in 2022. Uh for the World Cup. Yeah. Because they're a year behind the boys. Uh they're a year after them, actually. Yeah. Yeah, behind them. Yeah, so yeah, they yeah, I know what you mean now. Okay. So like um, they would be their qualifiers wouldn't be this year and, and then the next it would be next year's. Uh maybe. I don't think oh, there's as Qatar. many national teams. There's yeah. not as many national teams as well to um qualify against <laughs> uh, to, to qualify against uh so i i do believe their qualification is shorter so i'm not yeah, sure when it, it actually starts uh but you know the olympics are coming up this year probably uh yeah i know they have the olympics coming uh the, well, yeah well if they play um but yeah i i really did I, I really liked um what the united states came out and did um you know it was kind of that gritty win that you you like to see and a team that could um come out and win those games that are a little tough um but yeah, Canada, and we'll talk about this one, but Canada played really well. What did you, you think of it? Uh, it was frustrating. <laughs> it was frustrating. <laughs> um, you know, uh, it, it's one of those where uh, we're kind of spoiled as U.S. women's national team fans because they're just uh, always so good and they're always expected to win the She Believes Cup. They're expected to win uh, the, the World Cup. They're expected to win the Olympics. Now, I try not to put that uh, on them too much. I've seen them recently win two World Cups, which is something I've not been able to say about the men's team. So I'm trying to not be... At least they make their World Cup. Yeah, they make <laughs> it and they win it. I mean, uh, and uh, yes, I understand there was some rust. Uh, you know, I saw some people acting like the sky was falling due to them not being able to score. No. Uh, but to me, I really thought Vlatko uh, just got it wrong at first now it's you know it's always good when you can bring rose lavelle and alex morgan and um uh who am i blanking on right here uh who else came off the bench oh you're talking about uh, christian press yeah yeah Yeah. press uh so having being able to bring them off the bench is great but i really think uh maybe two of them should have been starting christian press should have been starting i think and i think uh and I think uh, Lavelle should have been starting. And I get it. He, you know, he's trying to also fi- figure out who's making his Olympic squad. So uh, there's part of that as well. Um, but maybe the time to experiment is against Argentina. I do think Argentina is the weakest of the four teams. And they also kind of came in late here as they replaced Japan due to COVID. Um, uh, but, you know, at least he made the substitution. Uh, but really, Canada should have had maybe two goals, even in the second half. They had two breakaways. Oh yeah, uh, that you know, that I feel like the strikers just kind of fluffed their lines on there because it was a little. Uh, I, I think was the they Becky one scored those. Was uh, that Becky one? The, yeah, Becky and uh, the... I forget <clears throat> forget who else had one uh, where it just didn't. Uh, they just weren't really good shots, um, right. and we were able to you know kind of relieve that pressure. And then it was like not long after that that you know, we go ahead and bring in um, press and Morgan and uh, Lavelle and things just immediately changed. And I feel like things have changed also just due to the fact that, uh, you know, we had um, uh, Rapino uh, who was kind of very slow, you know, she's getting up there in age. It's, it's not a surprise. You were talking about Abby Wambach. She played with Abby Wambach for right. a while, <laughs> you know, and Abby right. Wambach's been retired for a bit. Right. Um 
you have uh, Carly Lloyd, Carly was, Lloyd who's yeah. getting up there as well. And right. she was, you know, not at her best either. And I understand Alex Morgan wasn't at her best. Like she was kind of hesitant in the box a bit, et cetera, et cetera. But it was uh, what she brings to you is her speed where Lavelle and other players are able to start putting balls over top of the defenders and Alex Morgan's getting in behind them and things are immediately happening where we had so many more chances right as soon as that happened, because it's just a different style of play. Carly Lloyd's not able to get behind the defenses easily anymore at her age. And, um, you know, uh, and, and Lavelle is just, you know, probably the best woman's player playing at this, at this moment. Oh, she's insane. Uh, uh, and it's crazy at times that she doesn't even start at man city over there because uh, I feel like she's better than most players on that team, but you know, it, it, it's an embarrassment of riches that we're able to bring these players on. Obviously. Um, I'm sure Canada was not, uh, you know, feeling so great about having to face these players right, um, you know, after putting up a spectacular performance in the first half and, you know, the first like 15, 20 minutes of the second half. And uh, actually they could have even uh, tied it up and leveled it up near the end of the match as well. So uh, if I'm Canada, I'm, I'm very proud of the way we played. Um, you know, they are qualified for the Olympics. I believe they said on there. Um, so this is a good practice for them, especially with them missing players uh, to be able to do this to the U S is great. I just don't know if they would have looked as good if we had started Lavelle and press probably because press was cr- causing a lot of problems when she came in as well. Um, press was pressing. <laughs> yeah. They like, that's what uh, Beth Priestman, who's the new coach at Canada. That's what she was talking about after the game. She was, she was asked about, you know, what's it like stepping onto the pitch for the first time in a year or so? Um, one, you a new manager, and two, you versus the United States. And she said, well, nobody would ever ask for that, but because we got it, um, she goes, the the fact that they can bring in a whole new three front um, and just keep pressing you. And I'll tell you one thing, they are unbelievably conditioned. Um, that I felt like they pressed the whole time. I mean, just chasing people around. Um, which has got to be frustrating for teams. Um, it's just that, you know, and I think that's what makes the United States so successful is that press up high. They can usually get balls and, and turn them over, but they just weren't getting that. Canada was just picking apart, you know, they were picking apart Rapino. They were picking out Lloyd, who was pressing up in that front part of that press where they usually get a lot of those interceptions. And I think that became the issue. But that's what Priestman said. She goes, it's not fair when you can bring in a whole new team. Uh, and just absolutely annihilate people with with more press and probably a better press because the three that they brought on are much quicker um, and really can change the pace of play, whereas the other two are more tactical and have to be more methodical with their approach now that they're getting a little older. Right. Um, I, I definitely think if, like, Lavelle – wasn't coming from overseas I'm, yeah. I'm probably sure she's and alex playing. just had a kid too i think she's right two or three months off of having that kid so uh it might be a little bit more than that i'm not sure because she did play for tottenham a bit before after the baby oh, right? but i thought maybe maybe i'm maybe i'm mistaken but yeah i guess you're right but was but that still December? either way yeah, yeah. It, she, she she barely played at form. spurs actually as well right. and, and came back but Right. And we saw that with like uh, you know a little hesitancy or trying to do too much in the box, taking too many touches, but uh, 
again, just what I said, her style of just being able to get behind the defender. She didn't look slow, right? She was fast and she was able to cause a lot of problems um, that just weren't there when, you know, Carly Lloyd uh, was, uh, was playing. And, you know, we were texting back and forth and you said what 35th minute until the first. Um, I look back. I think it's actually shot? around. It's close. Yeah. The first shot, I think real good shot, like real good shot. 35th or 38th, something like that. I mean, they I had mean, it 12 was... in the first half, they <laughs> right. 14, but right. Uh, it target. didn't feel like that. Yeah. It did not feel like that. Yeah. And uh, I missed the first like 15 minutes because if people want to know, I was trying to make dinner and it was, it was actually spoiled meat and I had to go in, in the middle of a snowstorm and go pick up food from somewhere else, which is right across the street. But then I forgot my wallet. So then I had to order it on my phone and then I had to wait like 30 minutes for them to bring it out to me. And, uh, it was uh, by the time I got back, I, I left my house at like 6.15 to go across the street. And I had, you know, 45 minutes to get back for the game. And I got back at like 7.15. So it was just a mess of a day. Um, but it was, uh, so, so I missed the first, you know, few minutes and uh, I didn't really miss much. It sounds like. No, you missed Canada absolutely just breaking through the press, which is exactly what they needed to do to have a shot. But it, and then I went back and looked at them, like the match recap and then the, just how not very well we played. I mean, we were really sloppy around the box. I know Rapino had a couple that she just couldn't get uh, a connection with somebody else like Lloyd or uh, Lynn Williams. But like, I, you know, I think looking at it, it just, you're, the team is just so dominant. <laughs> it really isn't fair. Um, and it's great because it's, it's the, the one national team that we can rely on. I've watched more of their World Cup games, obviously, because they've been in them. Um, but I've actually watched more of their games, even when the men were in them. So, um, you know, watching some of this come to fruition and watching the one thing I'll take away from it, just watching the fans, because there's uh, young girls in the stands and they would pan to them. And these the excitement you could hear out of Exploria Stadium, which is at a limited capacity anyway, um, was just awesome to see because you just see these girls. I mean, the, these you know, girls are, you know, 10, 15, 20 feet away from them, depending on where they were at times. Um, I thought you were going for ages there. No, 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 no. But so, you know, the proximity to the field and everything else and watching um, these role models play like Alex Morgan and, and Rapino and everything that they've done, um, not only on the pitch, but off the pitch. It's just, it's really cool to see. So um, I think it's pretty exciting to have, a really good women's national team just because it's so inspirational for a lot of these kids that are growing up that, that can dream of becoming soccer players. Yeah. And, and one thing I want to say too, is I always see this kind of sentiment uh, of almost like this U S men's team versus the U S women's team on Twitter and stuff. And it's yeah, like both it. of these teams represent our country. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's just, yeah. why are we, why are we causing a divide there? You know, just, uh, it's society. I think it's created by that norm that men's sports are better than women. And it's not right. Well, I, mean, I see it on both not, sides. I do right. see the women's team uh, fans yeah, getting on true. the case that's of the true. men as well. And it, and again, I don't understand it. Both of these teams represent our country. And I, I'm exactly. for one, I support both of them. And I've, you know, after we won the world cup, oh, yeah. I got my world cup winner shirt. Right. I got my world cup winners hat and it was glorious, you know? And, uh, you know, I've been watching the women's team since 2011, I think, or might even be before then. I, that's when I really start. That's when I really remember. I think I was in Disney yeah. when 
uh, in the 2011 World Cup. Yeah, that's the right number, right? Yeah, that was it. Yeah, it's odd. It. <laughs> uh, and we were facing Japan in the finals, and I'm in electric umbrella. That was a wild game. I'm on an electric yep. umbrella, refreshing that. Twitter constantly yep. as it goes to penalties, yep. and I'm like, come on! It was unbelievable. Heartbreak. Game was nuts. It was heartbreak, but it was, uh, you know, it is what it is. But that I, was a physical Japan team, man. They were. They were dirty. <laughs> they were, I mean, the girls were after it in that game. I can just remember how physical they played. Oh, the good thing is, too, the women's game usually doesn't have as much dives either. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, they're just, I love it. They're so physical. It's, and the way the United States plays because they bash you in the mouth, I mean, they press constantly. Um, our girls do. And it's just sometimes it's a bloodbath out there just because our girls are just so quick. Well, also, let, let's talk about Vlatko, the manager, if I'm saying his name right. Yeah, I think it's has right. only Vlatko. had 14 matches, and he has won all 14. Though, really, you're kind of handed, you know, one of the best teams yeah. uh, of all time <laughs> right. at, at this rate. And while they didn't look it on Thursday, they still won. And uh, that's crazy when you think about the success yeah. this team has had, that he's off to the best start, uh, really, as a manager. Uh, and, and the way that they – I mean – that's where I wonder how much the management team has to do with the women's uh, U.S. team because, yeah, my goodness, uh, sometimes that talent just outshines them because we've had you know two managers before him as well that just won World Cups. They were constantly the still wayside. the best teams, you know, and it's just it, it's it's so weird uh, that. You know, he comes in. I'm not even sure really if he's changed anything, you know, just from the outside looking in. What's the – because do you want to change anything? You know what I'm saying? Like, no. It, it's all these kind of things no. where you're like, just let's keep doing what we're doing, guys. <laughs> it's like – it's more of that guiding. Uh, I will say I'll give him the credit for tactically – I mean, he made the mistake. But, I again, I think it might have been personnel and them not being formed fit um and again he might be looking for who's making the election that's true. Squad, right this that's is true. just the she believes cup yeah. there's not that big of stakes right it's a it's a three game tournament uh where you just play each person once and that person at top of the group wins you know uh wins so uh i could see why he might be like you know this is the best time to test it you know um especially if you're trying to figure out who you're taking with you uh, to Japan. Yeah, I mean, again, just change, making those changes that he made, and it's it, again, you said like it. It's easy to do. It's just like in any other sports when you have like I always think of the Golden State Warriors, or I think of you know uh, teams that just dominate and the, like having a Tom Brady. I mean, what do you change really? <laughs> you just kind of give them the the steering wheel and say good luck because <laughs> you're going to figure it out and and you guys are you're a class act so um it, yeah it's fun to watch every time they come on like i can't wait for tomorrow every time they come on they're just a blast to watch just because of how good and how dominant they are because you hope that that's the way that soccer's going in you in the u.s and across the globe is that the united states both men's and women's are just going and women's is already there so just, you know, getting soccer to the level it is, because I do think that people, uh, young boys and girls watch both and they're mm -hmm. inspired by both. Both of them winning is great for the growth of this game. Um, 
the amount of money that's invested into the sports for both sides uh, are not equal, obviously. So, you know, trying to get the women's game up to where the, which is always crazy to me because they, they were so successful and they're, they're having a hard time playing um, and making livable wages for the U S team, which is just absolutely bonkers. Um, but again, you know, you, you look at it and, and you really just want that investment to be made in both, both places because it grows our game here domestically. Yeah. And, uh, so let's kind of preview that match coming up tomorrow. Uh, so this episode should go up Marta. Saturday. It should go up Saturday night because um, we're recording it on Saturday evening. But if not, you might be listening to it Sunday before the game, 3 p.m. on, uh, I think, FS1 is where that game is going to be found. Yeah. Um, I would assume, right? I don't right. think it's going to be on Big Fox right now. But, uh, ow, I just hit my knee. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, th- this is uh this is worrying because this is a big game for yeah. them if they're gonna win the She Believes Cup because yeah. Brazil put four past Argentina. Right now, if this is how it ended, Brazil would be winning She's Be- She Believes Cup because of the goal differential. Um, so y- you know you want to make sure you win this match, right? Uh, you want to beat Brazil. It's gonna be tough to beat Brazil, but that's who you're gonna want to beat. Uh, Marta, she's been playing since, you know, the sport was created, it feels like. Um, and uh, Did you know she leads the country in goals for her country? 109 goals for her country, both male really? and female. Yep. With 17 goals. Um, I could see that because I she feel like she plays longer Cup. than the men because usually oh, the, men, the men uh, always have more people coming up behind them Yes, where they kind of go out early. You know right. what I'm saying? Uh, while the the women's game is still growing in all of these countries where like, you know, she's able to stick around. She's only, she's only 30, 30, what, five, 36. So I can see her keep going. She's, she's just, it is cool because she's plays here. So it's like a home game for us, but you know, yeah, yeah. Watching her play and talking to the kids, because I teach a lot of the Brazilian kids here in Orlando um, in the community and just the impact. Like when I say who's the most legendary soccer player, they'll point to Marta. They'll be like, oh, yeah, Marta is up there with, you know, is it Ronaldo Ronaldinho that's that's Brazilian? Yeah, Ronaldinho, yeah. Uh, original Ronaldo, right. Um, right. Uh, Pele. You got Neymar coming up through the through the works. So, you know, Kaka. you got but like she gets thrown in with, with the names of like the legends, the living legends of soccer, um, just like Mia Hamm would here. Um, just, you know, that, that idea, uh, much like Alex Morgan will, um, Abby Wambach, like th- those are big names. And, and Marta's like the queen of them all. Um, just unbelievable career. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be, it's going to be a tough match. Uh, if you lose this match, you have to hope that Canada beats Brazil and then you have to probably beat uh, Argentina by a big score. Right. That's where this one nil Canada playing out of their minds kind of set back the USA. Um, and, and that could be a problem. But again, I, I, I'm not really hinging everything on this. I, I'm actually at the point where I don't expect him to either win the Olympics or win the world cup coming up because I don't want to put that pressure on them. Not that they care what I say, but yeah, um, right. and my expectations because we've been on a run, man. We've been on a yeah. run. 2012 Dominance. Olympics, 2015 World Cup, 2019 World Cup. You know, it, it's just been. Um, was there another Olympics in there that they won? I can't remember. 
That seems right. I feel like I feel like it's rather relatively closer to it wasn't. Was there? I don't think they won that Olympics. Maybe not. I'm gonna have to look. I'm trying to find out right now. Off the top of my head, I don't. Off the top of my head, I don't recall. They've won too many times. It's hard to recall just how many times they've won everything. Yeah, it's easy for me for the men's because you're like, okay. Oh yeah, they just. I don't. We don't win. No Olympic wins (laughs) for the men. Yeah, no. No Olympic Uh, wins. No World Cup wins. Barely any World Cup appearances. (laughs) Not barely. We've okay. We've appeared enough, but I'm just giving uh, us a hard time from last we time. We appeared more than Canada men's team, so take well, that, Canada. Well, then, yeah, take that, Canada. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there goes our Canadian viewership, listenership, I guess. Okay, so here we go. Here, Here's what the women's team have won. They were the 1991 World Cup champions, the 1999 World Cup champions, the 2015 World Cup champions, the 2019 World Cup champions. Here's the Olympics. Ready? 96 04 08 2012. They Lord. finished fifth in 2016. Scrubs. So that is uh that that's a that's a problem. And uh that was under Jill. Yeah, you Ellis. can't lose yeah. that one. <laughs> that, that was only a year after you can't we lose won the World Cup. You know, that is unacceptable. No wonder she's gone. To be honest, uh, they didn't play that great under her in the sense of like uh I didn't think Jill Ellis's tactics were all that great. But uh former manager Pia Sunhaga is who they're going up against. Uh she won two Olympics with them and finished runners up in the World Cup in 2011 and she is managing Brazil. She managed she left USA to manage Sweden, her homeland and now she's managing Brazil. So, uh, you know, it's going to be somebody that's familiar with them, maybe not too familiar with some of the newer class of people since the last time she coached them was like 2012. But, uh, you know, this is, uh, this is still going to be a big, a big match. Really the Argentina ones, the only let down and that's because of, they had to replace a team that was already, uh, you know, Japan. If not, these are three of the biggest games the U S men, U S women's team would play because rivalry with Canada. Uh, you have the uh, um, Brazil, that's a huge team. Japan, who has beaten you in a World Cup. Like, that's all kind of stuff that I feel like, you know, these are, they would have been three of the best teams you could face. Argentina still kind of upcoming that, uh, that might be an easy win depending on how they play. Um, you know, I know that they held pretty good against Brazil in the first half and kind of fell off in the second half. I got to watch like the first half of that game. But uh, I'm excited for it. I, I, I really love, uh, you know, these cups. Uh, the She Believes Cup is pretty new still. Um, you know, they used to do this thing called the Algarve, Algarve Cup, uh, which is uh, held in Portugal since 1994. U.S. have not appeared in that since 2015 when they won it. Uh, 2016, they started the She Believes Cup. Um and uh, they've won that three uh, three times, 2016, 2018, and 2020. They were talking to the president of She Believes Cup, um, and the name's escaping me, but they were talking about how 27 nations were viewing the She Believes Cup. I think it was up like 4,000% since, since the inauguration of the, the actual tournament. So just you know it was also many, the highest right. uh highest viewed she believes cup game yeah. match uh the canada versus usa 
on the Fox networks here in America. So right. uh, it's only growing in the five years that it's five or six years it's been around. But that's where we'll wrap it up because we actually have an interview for our Monday episode coming up here. So uh, Logan, let's preview that. Who are we interviewing uh, for and who's going to be on the Monday show and what team is that for? Yeah, so we're going to be doing a preview of LAFC, Los Angeles, uh, the big guys over there. So uh, we're actually going to be interviewing Alicia Rodriguez. She that was is, a shot at LA Galaxy now. I don't know who that is. <laughs> um, no, uh, sorry, LAFC Galaxy. They call that the El Trafico. That's such a cool name. I love that. Um, it is. People hate it, but I love so it. It's so cool. I like it. I don't know. what the, I guess because I'm not involved with those teams. I guess it would sound kind of goofy if it was like that. But I think yeah, the no. locals like it. I think it's everybody else that hates it. But Maybe. Yeah, I like the name. Continue. But anyway, she is a reporter editor, um, California Sports at SB Nation. She covers it all. Um, so when we introduce her and we ask her a little bit about what she covers and where we can find her stuff, she is a workhorse. She is all over the place covering I think she covers the Clippers. She'll cover some Golden State and Lakers stuff. She'll cover, uh, she's doing the NWSL. She's doing uh, Angels, uh, or yeah, Angel City FC, which is the new club coming Pretty in. Pretty sure she covers some Galaxy and Earthquakes she does. as well. Yep, she does. <laughs> she is all over the place. In fact, I, I do want to ask her because I, I think maybe I made a mistake, but I think I heard her name in an, in a Vancouver Whitecaps thing at one point. But maybe I'm wrong. Um, so that'll be interesting. I, it'll, I can't wait to see uh, some of the stuff she's done. She, if you go on to the SB Nation for um, LAFC, uh, it, it is all her work. If you go to Angels on Parade, she is uh, basically the sole writer on there, I believe, because everything that's written on there is her. So, um, and it's, I mean, she's posting three or four times a day it looks like i mean it's insane because i was listening and reading some of her stuff uh getting ready for the interview but that's who we have on for monday lafc and then hopefully next week uh, we're arranging our la galaxy uh preview so be looking forward to that all right if you want to follow us you can reach us at twitter at stateside show instagram at stateside show facebook.com slash stateside show you guessed it or email us at Show at gmail.com okay. all pretty simple uh so go ahead and do that and we'll catch you monday when we drop that lafc preview tomorrow throwing his body in it's gonna fall for ibrahimovic oh come on come on thank you for listening to stoppage time soccer show we hope that you continue to listen to our show as we recap the u.s men's national team americans abroad mls usl this is stateside soccer show presented by stop it's time soccer show have a good one